Hey, friendos and Larson, and welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. Steve is still on vacation. He will be back tonight for our AEW Fighter Fest reaction live stream. That'll be on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. We'll start around 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. This is News Brief. So, what's in the news? Well, we got some information on a legendary faction possibly making its return to AEW, a rumor killer on John Cena's WWE contract status, some details on what AEW's second weekly show may look like, and previews for tonight's AEW Fight for the Fallen and NXT. But first, has Raw's ratings officially hit rock bottom? So this week's edition of Monday Night Raw drew the lowest average viewership in the show's history pulling in an average of 1.56 million viewers while garnering a .48 in the all-important 18 to 489 demo. It's really the only number that matters. But that is the second lowest in Raw's history. Uh, Wrestling Observer reports that Raw's audience is down 36% from this time last year. A pretty shocking drop. So this kind of, uh, you know, you got to ask yourself the question, have Raw's numbers hit rock bottom, or does the possibility exist that they fall further? Now, it seems pretty obvious that uh, the empty arena era uh, has not been drawn the same viewership as before. Um, that being said, I don't know if that's exactly the sole reason that viewership is down so much. You know, I, I, I speculate in the past whether uh, people's viewership habits have changed given that so much in their lives has probably changed of late. Uh, you got that. You got that WB creative. Well, you know, they, by and large, the shows are entertaining, but by no means must watch. Um, between WWE's YouTube, their Twitter, um, various podcasts, recaps that you can read, listen to, watch, you can do all those things and not have to watch the weekly programming. Um, and that probably bears out in the numbers. There's so many different ways, not only to ingest your entertainment these days across the board, but specifically your wrestling with so much of it available, uh, online, even just in bits and pieces. So there's probably a lot of factors, uh, determining Raw's rating drops. Um, but it's, it's getting to the point now where it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, one wonders if it can go any further. I guess it's possible they can. I guess Raw could, could maybe you know have a, a million viewers next week. Who knows? Um, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on, especially uh, given the the large money values of their TV deals. Um, you know, you'd think the the USA and Fox want to be getting their money's worth. Uh, anyways, another company that does the wrestling, not WWE, AEW. Uh, they've had basically no issue thus far going to wrestling's past to inspire, motivate uh, their own programming. So we've seen them bring in Arn Anderson to serve as Cody's coach, Tully Blanchard to be Sean Spears' manager, Jake Roberts brought in Lance Archer, Taz, uh, he just presented Brian Cage with the FTW title. Of course, AEW, they've utilized WCW pay-per-view names. Uh, they had the special Bash at the Beach edition earlier this year of Dynamite, and they even had their own version of War Games. I believe they called it Blood and Guts that was scheduled, but kind of indefinitely postponed due to pandemic. 
Um, but over the past few months especially, it seems like Cody has kind of quietly alluded to something maybe related to the Four Horsemen, maybe. But during a wide-ranging interview with TalkSport's uh, Alex McCarthy, Cody spoke about the possibility of bringing a new iteration of the Horsemen to All Elite Wrestling. This is what he had to say, quote, Certain organic things happen on planet wrestling that don't plant the seeds for. Sorry, that you don't plant the seeds for. No one has planted new four horsemen seeds, really. Maybe a few baby seeds have grown into the speculation about a four-person per group, and then people have mentioned the four horsemen. I don't think you could ever do the four horsemen. That's ambitious, braggadocious, and very uh, likely you'd have the most uphill battle ever. I think in this case, I love flirting with some of the concepts that were out there because my dad and my family was always the antithesis of the four horsemen. But I love having Double A there, and I know Arn has had some conversations with, with Tony Khan and FTR, and I know Spears had some conversations with FTR. So you got Cody, you got Sean Spears, you got Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. That's four wrestlers right there. They've all talked in some capacity. And then you got Arn. Uh, he continues. There's this kind of lingering situation here, but really the only way you'd ever know if something like that would work is you got to get in there and touch one another and wrestle. Wrestle on the same team. Maybe even against each other. That's really the only way to know. So I'm curious to see, like everybody, even though my name is all over it, I'm curious to see where it goes. So it seems like at first, denial. Nah, no horseman thing or anything four-person faction per se. But then he talks about Arn. Of course, Arn, longtime member of the Four Horsemen. Uh, he talks about how Arn has had conversations with FTR. He mentioned that Sean Spears had conversations with FTR. Um, so it's, and he says, you know, hey, the only, only way to really know if it'll work is to get in there and do it. So at first, it seems like a denial backtracking a bit and kind of leaving it open-ended at the end. So, you know, there's been some references to it. So I, it's a possibility it could occur. I think he's right. It would be an uphill battle because, uh, you know, the, the, the initial run, the various iterations of the Four Horsemen were so legendary, it would be hard to try to, to, to adopt that name and, and the expectations attached to it. Um, but uh, given how Cody and AEW... Uh, seem to have no issues, uh, in, in fact, seem to really enjoy uh, referencing wrestling's past with AEW, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do something that's kind of like the Four Horsemen, but not necessarily name it as such. But we'll see. We'll see. It could be fun. Uh, another thing that could have been fun is John Cena wrestling not in WWE, um, and I'd never really consider that an option, but then uh, apparently there's a lot of talk of that. On internets of late, according to WrestleTalk, they had a report about uh, a bunch of rumors going around that John Cena's deal with WWE had expired, and the apparent source of that was from the Wrestling Observer himself, Dave Meltzer. And, uh, sorry to throw cold water on all the potential dream match scenarios for Cena outside of WWE, but WrestleTalk, as well as several other outlets, have thoroughly debunked that rumor. 
Melser says nothing about Cena's contract status in the last newsletter. Uh, I don't believe, I haven't listened yet, uh, there's any reference in Wrestling Observer Radio. So the source of this, the initial genesis of this rumor, who knows, but uh, sorry to tell you, uh, I think the, the, the last we've seen of John Cena in a wrestling capacity, Firefly Funhouse at WrestleMania. I mean, I want to see him against Tanahashi and Okada and Kenny Omega too. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, one thing that seems like it will happen is AEW getting a second show on cable television. So uh, we heard reports a few months back about that very uh, possibility. And during a recent appearance on Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks podcast, Tony Khan talked about what that second show might entail. Transcripts are from wrestlingnews.co. That's what Tony Khan had to say. Quote, I've had a lot of time to think about different formats. It would probably be a one-hour show. We do have a different idea for a format. It still involves wrestling, which is the most important thing to me, and there will be wrestling matches, but in a different format. Exactly what we've seen, but I'm not sure I have an idea that reinvents the wheel, but I think we can do some fun stuff. We are surrounded by a lot of creative people. If they take their second show, one-hour show, to not exactly reinvent the visual language of pro wrestling, but find a different approach to it, I think that would be awesome. Um, there seems to be a very firm sense of how pro wrestling is depicted on television. And, uh, you know, apart from Lucha Underground really trying something different and Impact doing the fly on the wall stuff, not a whole lot of companies have deviated from the basic formula of how you present pro wrestling on television. It'd be really cool if AEW took this second show and tried to do something different with it. Um, I think that'd be great. Give me some fly on the wall stuff like Impact used to do. Still probably the best thing Impact ever done in my estimation. Uh, of course, as I mentioned beginning, Fight for the Fallen is happening tonight. Again, we will be doing live stream reactions for it starting at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope you all join us at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. This is the official preview, courtesy of AllEliteWrestling.com. Got a tag match, six-man tag match, The Elite. Kenny in the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express. That should be a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. That should be outstanding. Also got a TNT championship match. Cody taking on Sonny Kiss. And then finally, the main event for the AEW World Championship, you got John Moxley versus Brian Cage. I hope they really do uh, have this as a showcase match for Brian Cage because he can do some pretty cool stuff, uh, but he's got no chance to win it. Uh, next, NXT. They have a show tonight, too. Uh, Tegan Knox is challenging Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. That should be outstanding. Uh, new NXT champion Keith Lee to address the NXT universe. Wouldn't be surprised if we learn who his next challenger is. And then finally, Damian Priest looks for payback against Cameron Grimes. Of course, Cameron Grimes uh, slashed the tires on Damian Priest's car, uh, beat him up with uh, you know near his, near his car, and then beat him in a match. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for Cameron Grimes uh, because he's wildly entertaining. So that does it for us, for me. Uh, until next time, talk to you later. Bye.